Blog Talk Radio. chicken coops and chicken related prizes than anyone else on the planet we are often imitated but never duplicated my name is andy schneider but most know me as the chicken whisperer author of the chicken whisperer's guide to keeping chickens national spokesperson for the usda biosecurity for birds program and editor-in-chief of chicken whisperer magazine each week, I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, and living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to visit our website, chickenwhisperer.com, where you can follow us on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, and subscribe to the free digital edition of Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Stay with us. We have a great show lined up for you today, all about essential oils and Tracy Kennebec. Stay with us. We'll be back right after this short break. Are you in the market for a new chicken coop? Want one that will outlast all the others? Then check out Urban Coop Company. All of their coops are made from 100% appearance-grade western red cedar with galvanized hardware and advanced all-weather joinery right here in the USA. Compared to other coops, Urban Coop Company coops will last longer and look better doing it. They're designed to be both beautiful and functional. In fact, they have earned the Chicken Whisperer seal of approval and are Chicken Whisperer approved. I invite you to browse their website to learn more about the many features of their coops and check out their integrated coop accessories that will make your life easier. Urban Coop Company is a family-owned business located in Dripping Springs, Texas, USA. They are passionate about building great coops because they know you are passionate about your backyard chickens. Visit them online at urbancoopcompany.com. That's urbancoopcompany.com. When you need an incubator, think Brency, the incubation specialist. Brency has been a world-leading manufacturer of incubators for over 30 years. Incubators from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity control and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Visit them online at Brency.com. Brency spelled B-R-I-N-S-E-A. That's Brency.com or call one 
1-800-227-7009. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and save 10% on their incubators, brooders, egg candlers, and other incubation accessories. When you need an incubator, think Frenzy. Technology you can trust. a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary. But if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy-efficient, long-lasting and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky, you'll know it's Super Chicken. Uh, pardon me. Already, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. After 5,133.4 miles and seven weeks on the road spreading the chicken love, we are finally back at the old homestead. And let me tell you, it is good to be home. Uh, of course, a lot of work to do, getting back, getting unpacked, getting the laundry done, getting things situated. Of course, it's you're going to need a vacation uh, uh, just from uh, uh, the the work done once you get home. <laughs> but, uh, hey, there's no rest for the weary. Uh, we're heading out Monday again. <laughs> One week after we got here, we're heading out Monday. This Monday we'll be hitting the road. Not too far away, though, this trip. Just two hours down the road to Moultrie, Georgia, for the 37th annual Sunbelt Ag Expo. Got to love it. 37 years. Um, they claim the largest farm show in the United States. Absolutely awesome. 628 acres. Um, you know, many uh, acres are planted crop. They've got peanuts down there. They've got um, corn down there. They've got um, cotton down there. Um, and, and they're actually going to be actively during the day 
physically live while you watch harvesting the corn, harvesting the cotton, the big John Deere's, the big Massey Ferguson's, the big uh, um, international harvesters, you name it. Uh, all the big companies are going to be there from around the world, and uh, you can take a little trolley out on the, on, the, on the site, just a little further out from where all the booths and everything are, and displays and whatnot. And, uh, and Caleb is going to absolutely love it. Every single day they have a antique tractor parade. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is the event. And um, every day they got an antique tractor parade. Every day they're going to be doing live demonstrations. They'll have a, uh, a truck rodeo. I think Chevy's putting it on where you can uh, drive their truck around. I think there will be a tow truck on hand as well um, just in case something should happen with, with the Chevy truck that you can test drive on their track. Um, I know they came out with a magnetic bumper to pick up all the parts that fall off that Chevy. But, but hey, nonetheless, Chevy's going to be there. <laughs> I do. I just love it. You know, people in their trucks are just so hardcore. It's uh, funny. So uh, you got to take those shots whenever you can. got to love it. Um, it's not General Motors anymore, you do know. It's government motors after the big bailout. And anyway, so i uh, got to love it. Uh, and, and I've got truck friends that Dodge, Chevy, Ford, you name it. And uh, we're always picking at each other, so it's it's a fun time. We we get a lot of good belly laughs out of it. So, um, Gators going to be there with John Deere and test drive the Gators, the tractors. It's going to be an amazing event. I'm really looking forward to it. I think that Caleb is going to have a blast down there with everything that's going to be going on. And he already loves tractors and trucks and Gators and and backhoes and all that stuff. So, it should be a good time. But we're heading out Monday. The event is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We'll come back Friday, and then, yes, we'll be here for about six weeks. Okay, Thanksgiving, we'll hit the road again, and that'll be good. We've got some things to do around here, uh, of course, so uh, getting things ready for our uh, winter getaway. Big things are happening with Chicken Whisper Incorporated. Some of it I can't go into. Um, it's, uh, it's, 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 as they say in the government world, it's need to know. But are classified. But big, I'm telling you, big things are happening um, that will affect uh, everybody in the backyard chicken uh, industry. One thing I can share with you is that uh, I'm currently and actively working with three different television production companies talking about uh, doing a Chicken Whisperer show. Uh, pretty much my terms, uh, you know, for six years they've been contacting me left and right. I've turned down most of them. Uh, there's been about four that I've, I've worked with, and uh, actually one uh, in the next 10 days to two weeks, they are going to be, um, uh, I guess, doing a light pitch, not an official pitch with a, um, with, with a sizzle reel and, and a, and a uh, mini pilot or anything like that. But we have done a, um, uh, we have done a, a Skype uh, interactive interview, things like that. But they're going to do a light pitch. Uh, to some production, uh, to to the network. I think HGTV is going to be the first one they're going to pitch it to based on their thought of doing a show in the fall. So uh, you can keep your fingers crossed. It's it's always been our 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 belief that you know we're not putting a lot of weight or time into this. If it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, great. We're we're still you know happy uh, doing what we're doing, traveling the country, spreading the chicken love, doing the podcast, doing the magazine, uh, the book signings, the whole nine yards. This would just be a little icing on the cake. If it happens, great, but we're not spending a lot of time and effort thinking about it. You know, if it happens, great, you know, we'll, we'll go along with that ride, but uh, that's actively happening right now. There's big things in 2015 that's going to be happening. Um, and I'll just kind of sneak a little bit out there. New product development with chicken whisperer Inc. Yep. Product branding. So we're looking forward to that. Great things are going to be happening. Really looking forward to that. And 
uh, along with the next year as well, doing the tour. And uh, always love doing the tour, meeting the chicken lovers that are out there. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We've got Tracy Kennebec, uh with Purple Lotus Oils, and she should be calling here uh, any minute now. I'm looking at the switchboard, and I may have to send her over a message on Facebook. She sent me one over, and um, we're uh, confirming the show today, and uh, we even have a topic. So we're going to be talking about some essential oils that you would really want to have on hand on a regular basis at your home. You know, say, oh, you know, I want to put this on my wish list, or, you know, I'd like to have this in case I get this or have this or need this, that type of thing. But she's going to share today uh, some information about um, basic essential oils we should really try to always have on hand. So if you'll give me a second, I think normally she calls in by now. She may be listening and waiting to call in. She may be there in the uh, in the chat room. Let's go see... Uh, uh, you got a couple of guests in there, so um, <laughs> uh, Christmas Chick was talking about the uh, the Chevy jokes. That was fun, and she's got a '66 El Camino that is an actual Chevy. <laughs> I saw something the other day. Can't confirm it, can't deny it, uh, or prove it, but it said something like, oh, "I can't remember." that a Toyota Camry, if you take every single piece and part on that vehicle, that it is more made now in America than the Chevy Camaro, and maybe even the Ford Mustang. Uh, I saw something to, to that avail. Can't prove that, not one bit, but I did see it, and uh, you know, a lot of foreign cars are made here. Profits go back overseas, but um, it's still uh, interesting how that works. But we always have fun with, with Ford, Chevy, and Dodge, and some of my favorites I like to share around the campground when people pull in with the big trucks and things, and some of my favorites were um, that I've seen that, that have been posted and that people use are yeah, my wife told me one day that I didn't know what it felt like to be a woman, so I went out and test drove a Dodge. <laughs> so that one you hear a lot. Um, or my, oh, I already mentioned the magnetic bumper, and they can be switched up for Chevy Dodge however you want. But, you know, yeah, the, the 2015 Chevy trucks are coming standard with a magnetic rear bumper to pick up all the parts that fall off, and um, there's some others that, that I like. Um Oh, geez, this is another good one. Oh, uh, you know, uh, the Dodge folks love Dodge. They're all about the the Dodge uh, Cummins diesel engine. And um, so, so one thing that uh, that I've seen out there is uh, <laughs> Dodge Cummins diesel for those that cannot handle a V8 because <laughs> it's a straight inline six uh, diesel. A great engine, a fabulous engine. Uh, the transmissions, from uh, from what I hear, are a little a little slack, but they do have a good engine. Um, and then, of course, you got the Duramax, the GMC, and, uh, of course, I understand the Duramax is made by Zuzu, uh, and they've got the Allison transmission, but the engine's a little bit lacking. So we all have their little weak spots, I guess, but those are some fun ones. Um, I saw one the other day, I think maybe just last week, that said um, Jesus, might have, Jesus must have been a Chevy man because he walked everywhere. So anyway, there's a dime, there are a dime a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> they're out there. And so when you're sitting at the campground and a buddy pulls in and, and backs in and he's driving a Ford and you're in a Chevy or whatever, it always uh, kicks off the conversation and the relationship lightheartedly when you start talking with people. But some people you got to be careful with because they definitely take it very seriously. So um, let me get over here to Facebook and see if I can't message uh, uh, Tracy and because uh, I did get an, uh, a message from her and then I sent one back about today's show. So give me just a second. I can uh, type with one hand here while we broadcast live. Hang on just a second. 
take off center. But sometimes I guess Facebook messages go to your phone, not mine. Uh, but sometimes they do. So let me uh, let me send her one over here as well. She may be uh, posted one on her page. Arrival, waiting for your arrival on the show. There we go. Perfect. And a smiley face. There we go. Perfect. See if that happens. Okay. Cool beans. And um, of course, she's a doula, so she—you never know. She may have gotten called to the hospital with one of her clients, and um, she's. Uh, <laughs> She's sitting there going, uh, okay, now you have to breathe. Push, push. So um, she may be doing there. She may be uh, rubbing the pimples of the lady giving delivery and have the soothing music in the background and practicing what they've trained for the last nine months as a doula does. So, But um, Christmas Chicken in the chat room wants to know when the next issue of Chicken Whisper Magazine is coming out. Um, it is going to be... Uh, I think November, I think the, the launch date, the print date is November the 29th, maybe, 28th, 30th, somewhere like that. But it should be out. Uh, the digital edition should be going out, and the digital edition should be going, and the print edition should be being mailed out uh, before December 1st or right around December 1st. And any hints about the topics for the upcoming issue? Um, I just sent out an email uh, today to the, the contributors. Um, I have not figured out anything about a product review yet. I'm still working on finalizing that Christmas chick. But I think, and this is just thinking, nothing's in stone yet, I'm thinking about Dr. Pateski doing one on mycoplasma. Um, uh, I believe I'm going to have... Um, try to get Dr. McCray to do one about lighting the coop, using light in the coop, the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, for continued egg production or to maintain egg production. Um, Richard Frudenberger is going to be doing one on um, setting up a solar um, collection, uh, using solar in your coop. For example, if you want to have a light in the winter or you want to run a fan in the summer uh, or something like that, then um, you can uh, – let me see if this is Tracy messaging me back – um, and uh, <laughs> and the uh, uh, let's see what else. Um, so he, I'm, I think he's going to do an article on uh, you know your, your coops 50 yards away and you don't want to run uh, electric out there. Then hey, setting up a solar panel on the roof. And uh, hang on just a second. Three, four, seven. So um, and so he's going to be doing an article on that. And based on room, I think we may have the um, Alexander Douglas, the quail lady, do one on. Uh, we haven't done an article on quail in Chicken Whisper Magazine, but we may do just an introductory article uh, uh, about quail and uh, benefits of and how to get started. So that may be something that will be in the magazine. And there's always a product review, but I'm not sure yet what that's going to be. So uh, that's kind of an outlook for uh, uh, the winter. Um, Chicken Whisperer uh, magazine. I did hear from Tracy, and she's going to be calling in here in uh, just a second. And there was just a little bit of confusion on the issue of uh, uh, the Eastern Time Zone versus Central Time and and whatnot. Hang on. 
so um so that's kind of the uh the plan now. So I think she's calling in now and we can get on with today's show all about essential oils and really the, the basic oils you may want to have on hand at your home. And uh let me go ahead and go to the phone lines and bring Tracy uh on. Hello there. Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'm just glad you got the message. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, I'm just sitting here having lunch with my husband and being like, yeah, I got this thing to do at 2 o'clock. And then I saw your mess. Like, oh, so sorry about that. Apparently, um, I need to use my oils for better memory or something. <laughs> there you go. Or just and actually, I will figure that out. Um, maybe you need to buy a, um, I think watchers are going out of style, but, you know, a watch that shows all the different time zones and then you'll know what time it is in Japan <laughs> Europe and, and then all across. Yeah, the maybe country. I could get those big clocks on my walls like they do in like a, a TV station or a radio. Oh, yeah, station. CNN and, and yeah. Fox and all those. Yeah, absolutely. All the all the good old hand, the big hand, the small hand, the second hand, the big round school type clocks, and yeah, have a whole list of them. And then and then of course have your dry erase board under each one, and then you can put oh, a CW show and then you know yeah, what, what you have to do uh, all based on what time it is all around the world since. You've kind of become the go-to guru on essential oils all over the country. There you so, go. Gotta love it. Then, you, then you'll know. I think we've solved the problem. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> well, I have to oh tell you. Goodness. I have to confess. Um, I, I try to be as transparent as I possibly can with just about everything that I do, uh, because uh, I, I do try to practice what I preach. People can call me a lot of things, but hypocrite's not one of them. And because um, I do try to practice what, what we preach on a regular basis from not having DVD in the car to whatever the case may be. But um, I have to admit, we, we purchased, uh, my wife did, uh, our first essential oil. I have to be honest, it was something that she found that was not a doTERRA. I really tried. I think you were sick with something. When I, I had messaged you out of the blue, it was kind of late. And I said, hey, do you have a second for a phone call? I was going to have you talk to her firsthand. Oh. I was going to have her give you the brand and what she was going to use it for and all this kind of stuff. But you were down and out with something, and I can't remember what it was. We were on tour, um, or maybe it was right before going on tour, about six weeks ago. And, and so I don't know if you didn't have a voice or laryngitis or, or something. And so oh, I said, right. Well, you know, I was like, just go ahead and order it, Jen, whatever. And I think she got something called, hang on, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why she uses it. Um, I'm not a huge fan. Um, it's uh, a little overpowering for my senses. <laughs> <laughs> your, delicate, your delicate senses, right? Yes, it was. What was the essential oils that you purchased? What was it called? I think it was a blend called Peaceful. And um, it was it was um, I won't even say the brand, but and it was designed to um, be relaxing. And then what was the main ingredient? Sure. Was it la- not lavender? What was it? Oh. Chamomile? I don't know. Anyway, so, yeah, you're really yeah, up on no, this, those aren't are you? Both, those are so, both relaxing things. They could both be in there, definitely. I don't know, but anyway, so she got she she bought the essential oil. I, I honestly couldn't remember what brand. And because uh, I wanted you to tell her about the doTERRA and the difference, because I know we've had it on the show about the the, the sure. uh, watering it down and, and where it's harvested and when it's harvested, you know, all the things that we know right. from listening to you on the show. Anyway, but she got it, and, and um, she got a oh god, what oil did she get to mix it in? Jeez, um, what was it? 
was it some kind of seed oil? Um, Great anyway. seed oil? No, hang on, because I want you to know about <laughs> it. And then, um, I'm going to ask her again because it was something. And maybe that, I don't know, I don't think that was what was overpowering. But And then she got the little um, roll-on thing. And, and uh-huh. what's, the, the, um, what's the oil that you mixed it in? No, it wasn't. The, the oil that you mix it into. Black curcumin? Is that the, do you know anything about that? Trace it anyway. No. She got like a big, she got a big bottle. I don't She's going to pull it out so I can share, share it with you. But um, anyway, so uh, I don't know if that was the, the smell that was really kind of... Anyway, mm-hmm. she used it for relaxation, putting some on her what, wrists and her neck. and Is that the thing? Yeah, black cumin. Black cumin oil. So oh, yeah, that's definitely, got, that's definitely got a scent to it. So, yeah, that could be it. I mean, here's something black to keep in mind. First then, of all, Jen sounds like she's a natural-born oiler. I mean... Her instincts are right on with some of those things she was doing as far as getting something to mix it with and, mm-hmm. you know, getting the roller bottles to put them in. And, and I, you know, we do talk about this. I'm not saying there's not any other great oils out there. There certainly are. The, the issue we have is kind of that consistency between batch to batch. And for the most part, look, if people are going to pick between, you know, using some toxic chemicals either as a deodorant or anything else or getting some less expensive kind of cheapy dime store essential oils. Of course, I'd rather them use essential oils than some toxic chemicals. And so that's a good place to start. And that's where most people, including myself, started with, you know, your Whole Foods or your natural store type oils. And you kind of start, and when you have a little bit of success with that, and then you're ready to move on to kind of, you know, the, 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 creme de la creme, so to speak, or the, the good quality oils that you know consistently from batch to batch will give you the effect that you're looking for. So okay. I mean, she sounds she like she's right on the, that. Okay. She sent me the, uh, the, the tiny little bottle with, with it's called, they call it, it's their, they call it peaceful. This calming mm-hmm. blend may help relieve stress and anxiety. And I, I tell you what it has in it, and this is, of course, use a carrier oil, which she used, the black cumin oil. To do mm-hmm. that, and this, this right here is the one that's a little overpowering. I hold away from my nose. Um, uh, it's got tangerine, orange, mm-hmm. uh, yang yang, uh, um, yang yang, or ylang ylang, or yeah. Ylang y l y l a n g. Blue tansy, actually, or something. Mandarin red, mandarin red, and frankincense. Uh-huh. So that's, that's what it has in it. it uh, I'm going to guarantee you, nine times out of ten, it, patchouli just drives people nuts. It's what Patchouli does? is the patchouli is usually what oh, drives yeah, people crazy. Patchouli is yeah, it, the, the hippie oil. It is the smell of incense in the 60s. and But but the thing yeah, is, it, it is calming. It is. And it, but it is calming, and it does have great anti-microbial properties, which is exactly why hippies would use it as a deodorant. I mean, so a lot of times, though, it has strong scent to people. And something to kind of keep in mind, um, <clears throat> two things. Some people will say if you, cannot, if you are turned off, so to speak, by the scent of an oil, sometimes it means uh-huh. that you need it. Um, Huh. And it kind of it feels like double talk because people will also say if you're drawn to the scent of an oil, it means you need it. 
I find just personally in the people I work with and myself that when you're attracted to a smell, that generally means you need it for a physical reason. So, you know, sometimes people will be attracted to the more spicier smells like cinnamon or clove when they have um, a virus because those things are very antiviral. So you'll find that your body knows, right, when we listen to our body, we know what our body needs. So I find that if people are kind of, um, again, not necessarily repulsed because that's kind of a strong word, but if they're kind of turned off or, or put off by the scent of, of an oil, sometimes I find it's because they need that oil emotionally. And let me tell well, you. Well, I definitely don't need I- this one because it says it's peaceful <laughs> and it's supposed to calm you. It, it, makes, it makes me quite agitated when I smell it. Um. <laughs> well, just like for physical reasons, the oils do more than one thing for our emotions. And at first I thought, and I want to make this clear, I was the biggest skeptic. Um, we, you know, I talk a lot about how Missouri is the show me state, which is where I live now. Right. So we've, we've got to see proof and we want hard facts. And I also just found out the other day that our state animal is the mule, which, which seems quite appropriate. So you can see we're a stubborn people. So I was incredibly, um, suspicious of not only the essential oils for physical issues, but certainly the emotional stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, that's the... That's the silliest, you know, double talk type thing that I've ever heard. But it's interesting because I want you to think about this. So emotions and essential oils, which is not necessarily what we're going to talk about today, but it sounds like we may be. Mm-hmm. If I tell you, <laughs> if I tell you I have a sinking feeling in the in the pit of my stomach, what emotion am I feeling? Oh, uh, you're, uh, well, you see anxiety or. Good, uh, right. Uh, right, anxiety, wor- nervousness, worry, maybe. Yeah. Worrying, anxiety, right. dread. dread. Yeah. All those things. If I tell you that, oh man, I'm just, I'm burning, I feel like my head's going to explode, what emotion am I probably feeling? Um, you're probably really ticked off. Uh huh, um, anger. Exactly. Right. So it is true that. You know, emotions have a physical component in our body, which is really kind of interesting and something that you don't realize until you kind of sit and think about that universally. I mean, I think you could go to any country, any culture all over the world, and they're still going to feel when they're excited or they see somebody, right, like they see someone that they like, you get butterflies in your stomach. That's that's a location for that emotion, just like, you know, if you're nervous, like we talked about, you may have kind of stomach cramps or or a dread feeling in the pit of your stomach. And just like when you're angry, you get hot-headed. I mean, there is a physical component to our emotions. So sometimes whenever we have a physical complaint, so for instance, um, uh, a headache, you know, someone will say, I have a headache. And so we'll use, you know, people use the oils that are generally good for things like headaches. So, you know, lavender and peppermint, those are two basic ones that, again, are not very expensive, and a lot of people have them already at their house. Those are really good for relieving basic headache pain. So people will use that for their headache and say, okay, well, that didn't work. And then maybe they'll step up and they'll use something that's a little bit stronger, like wintergreen or something that has some kind of alkaloid properties that's similar to aspirin, right? Uh, they'll use something that's a little bit more robust, and their headache still doesn't go away. And so they think, oh, geez, man, these essential oils 
they're, you know, they don't work. I've tried them. They don't work. I even tried the fancy ones. They, they just don't work. Well, maybe your headache isn't caused by a physical complaint. Maybe it's caused by some sort of emotion. So this is something, you know, that's really, like I said, it's kind of out there. And it's something that I've been learning more about in the past few months is that sometimes we need to address our the emotional roots of our physical ailments. So that's just something I found that whenever people sometimes are really put off by the scent of an essential oil, whatever that may be, there are places both on the Internet and there's books. There's a wonderful book called Emotions and Essential Oils. Very, I mean, that sums it up right there. But you can look up that oil and say, okay, if someone tells you, I hate the smell of peppermint or I hate the smell of this, look it up and find out what emotions um, or kind of psychological issues are connected with that scent. And then what I do is I let people just read it on their own. I don't read it to them because mm-hmm. there'll be people who are literally breakdown crying when they read that. And they'll be like, that's exactly right. You know, I need to work on these things. And so what they can do is then use those essential oils as they work through some of those issues. It's, I don't know. It's really neat. Doesn't it sound crazy, though? Or are you sitting here thinking I'm crazy? That kind of makes sense I mean, I know you me, think I that anyway. It's kind of like... It's kind of like they, we, we say that, you know, uh, chickens, you know, you have their um, oyster shell free choice, have the grit free choice. When they, when they know they need it, when they need it, they will get that. Yeah. So I can, I can see how that would happen when, you're, when your body says, oh, man, I'm really thirsty. You know, it, it's telling you something. And sometimes they say yep. if you're that thirsty, then you waited too long. You're already starting the dehydration level, you know, all those things that you hear. But, um, I mean, it does make me, you know, make complete complete sense to me. I don't know if you're near your computer. I sent you that in, in that Facebook message that we were uh, had just sent you, the, the name brand of the uh, oil that she had purchased. And, um, uh-huh. and, and of course, you can just let me know to stay away or, <laughs> or what you know about I it. I mean, anyway, really, so, I'm not going to tell you to stay away from anything. But, uh, you know, what I always tell people, and I tell it on your show here, is do your research. Understand, yeah. you know, what those oils are being cut with. Um you know, we talk about propylene glycol is, is a huge solvent that they use to cut oils with and, and dilute them and make them go further so that they can charge you $5 for a bottle of lavender. And, and propylene glycol, you know, is a cousin to ethylene glycol, which, of course, uh-huh. is an antifreeze. Propylene glycol itself has horrible effects on the central nervous system and can even be carcinogenic, which is means cancer-causing. So, if the whole idea is that you're going to use an essential oil to be healthier and less toxic, you have to understand um, the oils you're using may not be so. And at this point in this country, and really I think in a lot of countries, you know, because I know you have listeners in Canada and stuff as well, it is still legal to say 100% essential oil on it, even if it's even if it's not. So that's why it's important to understand what brand you're getting and understand how they're sourced. How they're distilled. Um, Facebook packaged. page just just shut down. It was all about essential oils and living naturally. And 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 I just saw that something that said, "Hey, I've decided to shut this page down." I clicked on it, went over to it, and and uh, I did a little bit more research on the page and scrolled down and whatnot. And they were like, you know, due to the recent um, FDA <laughs> announcement, where where so she shut down her whole page on essential oils because of the. Uh-huh. Uh, the F- FTC. I think it was the FTC, Federal Trade Commission. No, it's the FDA. Do you you want to talk about that a little bit? Because I think this is something that will be interesting to your listeners. Sure, Um, let's roll with it. It's interesting. That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah. Sure. 
Absolutely. I mean, we, I mean, we all struggle, and I know you talk a lot about raw milk and, and all these other things that kind of the government is stepping in on that right. with all the best of intentions, however, you know, we know what the road, what road is paved with good intentions, right? Um, right, right. But so what happened recently was, and the issue with essential oils, as well as any any other supplement. So essential oils are not a food, and they are not a drug. They live in that limbo land between that's called supplements. So when you go to the grocery store, and again, I mean, this is the same with any supplement. You can buy a high-quality probiotic or vitamin or mineral supplement at your health food store and spend a pretty penny on it, and then you'll go to the dollar store and you'll see, you know, vitamin C or something there for a dollar, and you think, hey, I can get it for a dollar. It is not the same quality. Right, exactly, exactly. It is not the same quality, and, again, it can have those additives and things in it, and it's still, they don't have to label that. So, you know, with any supplement, and, and, of course, I talk about essential oils, but with any supplement, it's important to understand the company you're getting from, how it's made, exactly what's in that bottle that goes across the board. So the FDA, which, of course, is the Food and Drug Administration, which I just told you essential oils are not considered a food or a drug, they kind of... They kind of blanket um, oversee supplementation, and they have tried for years to make any kind of supplements, again, including your, I'm trying to think of some basic things people take, you know, glucosamine, chondritin, and, and your vitamin C. I mean, any of those, echinacea, any of those things that a lot of us take as part of our, our health care or, you know, sick care when we're having an acute issue. They've tried to even make those maybe even be illegal. I mean, they've introduced some legislation, and so far, as a people, we've been able in this country, in the U.S., to get that shut down because we like that. I mean, we like to be able to go get, I mean, for crying out loud, they're herbs and stuff. It's not, it's not this complex thing usually. If you just want to go get a little bit of kava um, to relax, you know, why shouldn't you be able to do that? So we've been able to keep that from being kind of unnecessary intervention uh, in our private lives by the government so far. So people good. can listen so, to the, the previous shows. I guess uh, everything in moderation or, yeah, let's face it, you know, the people are like, oh, all natural. Well, guess what? Arsenic's all natural. It comes from, exactly. from the ground as well. So, <laughs> right, so, right. You know, we, we, you know I, I think a lot of us get that, but at the same time, I always like to state as well, and because I'm definitely, and, and we, and mm-hmm. as you, and we talk about this on the show, not anti-modern medicine, because my, my dad's been cured of cancer, uh, both prostate and um, thyroid cancer, due to modern medicine. We we get that. Yep. But um, I often say when we talk about, oh, they're cracking down on this, that, or the other, is um, that kind of puts it in perspective a little bit, is that every drug that has been recalled by the FDA mm-hmm. as being yep. deadly, dangerous, and harmful was first approved by the FDA as being safe and effective. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. With with their studies to back it up, right? So yeah. what you have now is essential oils are becoming, you know, some people think it's a fad. Uh, first of all, people have been using them for essential oils or oils or some sort of um, variation of it, obviously for centuries, right? There's 188 references to oils in the Bible. So we know people have been using oils in some way for thousands of years. As an essential oil in the current distillation process, right, this is about the past 100, 150 years or so. And certainly 
from a standpoint of, you know, uh, wide use in the, in the common man, right? Like where you can just buy your own oils. I mean, aromatherapists quote unquote prescribe them for their patients, but this whole, like, I can go figure out what I need and get it myself has been for the past decades. I mean, so trust me, if, if people were dropping dead left and right from essential oils, we would definitely know about it by now. So you've got that, but then you've got this really, kind of confluence of things that's going on with people right now. And again, your listeners are perfect examples of that. How many people did I personally know a decade ago that kept backyard chickens? Uh, zero. I mean, not, not in the St. Louis area. How many people do I know now? I mean, when I first started keeping chickens, maybe six years ago, five years ago or so, everybody thought I was crazy and I was the crazy chicken lady, but now, heck, I'm just a drop in the bucket. Everybody I know has chickens now. So, we're trying to get back to, uh, not only back to nature, but back to this time in this country and in our lives where we kind of took, you know, a little bit more responsibility, right? You talk so much about self-sustainability. We took a little bit more responsibility for our health and our wellness and our food, and, and we knew the people who grew our food, and we knew where things came from, and, you know, we didn't just do things because... That's what someone told us to do. We did them because we chose to do them, and that's what we're getting back to. And so essential oils are really part of that movement as well as part of that green movement, right? We hear a lot about, mm-hmm. you know, we've got hybrid cars and and natural, you know, smells in our soap now, and, and some of that is just marketing. But for the most part, people really said, I don't know many people that either aren't or haven't been at some point on a prescription I don't know that many people who, if they would look back in their medical history, have not at least had one prescription that has since been recalled. I know for myself, I've over my lifetime had at least three of them, uh, two of them as a child. So, again, it was before I could make those choices for myself. Uh, So people are really looking to take charge of their own health and wellness, and essential oils is part of that. So it's become huge. It has nothing to do with any one company, although, of course, I'm quick to point out doTERRA is the most. Uh, successful and popular oil company in the world, larger than any other company. So, you know, we've got over a million people expected to have twice that number by December. So, I mean, it is starting to get the notice of the government. So what the FDA did last week, uh, they send out hundreds of these letters every week to companies just being like, hey, make sure you're in compliance. So the FDA had found a couple blog sites from individuals who did not in any way represent any companies, but perhaps talked about using their products. And those people were saying things like, hey, look, I've got the cure for Ebola. (laughs) Well, as we know, like, we never claim that essential oils cure anything. You know, we have the whole, you know, the FDA has not evaluated the statement, these oils are not intended to cure, diagnose, treat, blah, 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 right? Those disclaimers. But we certainly understand the effects that essential oils have on things. So um, so what we can say things is like essential oils help strengthen your immune system, right? They help uh, improve your lung function. Those are the kind of things that we can say. But we can't say they cure asthma. They, you know, they prevent Ebola or anything like that. So you had a couple rogue people who were saying those things. Um, hold on one second. Sorry, dropping off the hubby. See, I told you I had lunch with him. I was thinking I just had to be home at 2 o'clock. So what you had is a couple rogue people who were making those blanket statements when they shouldn't have been. 
So what the FDA did was send out a letter to, um, you know, several companies, including doTERRA, and just said, hey, make sure you're in compliance. Well, the great thing about doTERRA is not only have they as a corporation been in compliance, uh, but they've trained a lot of us to, you know, make sure you're not saying these things. We're not making these claims that aren't proven. So we can talk a lot about the research. I mean, it is a fact. If you put, you know, melaleuca in a certain concentration in a Petri dish with something like candida, which is yeast, it will, you know, it will repel that, uh, affect that in a way that the yeast cannot grow. That's a fact. I can't necessarily say, hey, this melaleuca is going to cure your, right. you know, ringworm. So that letter went out. What that did was, of course, the haters, haters going to hate, right? They're like, see, see, these aren't safe. Well, no, that's not what the FDA said at all. Matter of fact, the FDA does say that essential oils are safe and effective and can be used, um, you know, certain ones can be used internally. The FDA actually supports that. What it's done for a lot of us is, uh-huh, see, <laughs> they're scared, right, because big pharma can't patent these. You cannot right, patent right. a rose. You cannot patent, you know, peppermint. You cannot patent a plant. A uh, plant is complex, and each plant is different, so there's nothing there that's the absolute same from plant to plant that they can patent. So big pharma um, is scared, and, of course, big pharma has the FDA in its back pocket. So, so yeah, that's kind of what the latest is with the FDA there, by the way. So it's getting a lot of good people who are already doing things for themselves uh, and wanting to be part of this, you know, self-sustainability movement. It's, it's really opening up. It's kind of had the opposite effect than maybe the FDA even wanted. It's actually, I've had people contact me this past week and be like, oh, if the FDA is worried about it, I definitely want some of it. <laughs> You know, uh, Christmas, we were talking about things that you smell, means your body might want it. And she she had a funny comment. She says, mm-hmm. sometimes I need chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I think I think it's, although not an essential oil, I would argue that chocolate is essential. <laughs> At least in my life it is. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Well, just, just for the folks that tuned in and, and, and are anxious, like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go down this road. Um, and, and we, we you know, you've been coming on probably for about a year off and on. Now we've kind of got you back yep. on a regular schedule once a month coming on, which is good. Uh, we have purchased our first essential oil, though we were, I mean, literally we were hope we were like, uh, I hope we get this Monday by when mail runs at noon because we are leaving at 2. I mean, it was that close of a call. It was kind of spur of the moment. And, oh, right. Uh, she wanted something on the road to help relax um, and, and calm, you know, that type of thing. Uh, and so, uh, so she, she got it. We used it. And like I said, that you, I had sent you. It was late. at like 1030. Hey, you got a second for a phone call? And you were just like zapped out because of the initial, you know, I can't remember what it was, a sinus infection something. So we did order it, rolled with it. I had sent you the message. Of I must have been was, traveling, but, Andy, because I haven't had a sinus infection in like three years. Since I don't know what it was. It was something you could talk. It was your, and I, you know what? Your, that is the side effect of essential oils is I can no longer use illness as an excuse for things because people know. Like it, I used to be able was, to be like, oh, I can't, I can't come to your party. I have a horrible migraine. Now they're like, Tracy, we know you don't get migraines anymore. I'm like, oh, yeah. It was something like um, – uh, either you were hoarse or it was your adenoids or your tonsils. Something was going on and you had no voice. You couldn't talk. I couldn't remember. Anyway, um, no big deal. It was um, it was an issue. So, But, but um, no, that's fine. So for the folks that are tuning in saying, hey, I want to know if uh, I get into this, if I'm, I'm going to jump off the fence, I'm teetering on it, or, you know, what sure. uh, 
I guess another way to say this is that the most commonly used essential oils are a list of essential oils that you will use mostly. You find it in your in your in your business or in your work uh, with the the most ordered. uh, Which ones are being used most, and which ones may, like the topic said, uh, that you may want to have on hand for that headache, for that stress, for that um, uh, injury or wound, or for you know the. Antibacterial principles, maybe you know that, or maybe a cleaning. You have one or two for cleaning, one or two for disinfecting, right. one or two for your yourself, that type of thing. So I definitely want to cover that because I need to head out uh, probably no later than about ten after three, which puts us at a, a little over hour a show. And I found over the six years of doing this and almost a thousand episodes, that's a lot of folks' attention span. So for the next let's say twenty <laughs> minutes, we'll cover what the show today was going to be about. Sure. Lots of great information uh, off the whim already, but. Um, just those most commonly used or, or the things, the oils, we're going to choose some, uh, the ones that we want to have uh, uh, readily available. Absolutely. Do you need to you take a what? break or you but, want to but, head on? Yeah, yeah. before we do that, I was just thinking, I was going to, I was just switching over to the switchboard to see if we had any callers. Uh, but, yeah, we will go ahead and take uh, the, the second break of the uh, show. We normally do two in an hour to an hour and a half show. Uh, very conservative regarding uh, playing commercials and whatnot, but they, our sponsors do provide this free show to all of our listeners. So we'll do that. We'll come back and get into the meat and potatoes of what today's show was going to be all about. So stay with us. Not a very long break. We'll be back. Thanks. You've just entered a dimension of dirty water, a dimension of poop-filled water, a dimension of stagnant water. You've crossed into the dirty waterer zone. But up ahead is your signpost to cleaner water, the Bright Tap Chicken Waterer. The Bright Tap Waterer is fully covered. Chickens drink from special valves, so dirt and droppings can't get into the water. Chickens get sparkling clean water. You get less work. No poop-filled water pans for you to touch or wash out. Bright Tap, clean water made simple. Visit chickenwaterer.com to learn more. That's chickenwaterer.com. Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. Ware Manufacturing has been building quality hutches since 1983. Ware manufactures modern chicken hutches, barns, pens, and nest boxes designed especially for the backyard flock. Ware offers hutches and pens for every yard size and every chicken keeper's budget. Visit their website at waremfginc.com. That's W-A-R-E-M-F-G-I-N-C.com. Or call them to find a retailer near you at 1-888-824-7257. Ware Manufacturing.
pictures of chickens on aprons are common across America, but picture a chicken wearing an apron and you'll probably get a good chuckle. Laugh if you must, but nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. Hen Saver Hen Aprons protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster and may even provide protection from an unexpected hawk attack. Hen Savers come in several different sizes to fit both bantam and standard sized hens and roosters. Colors include camo, denim, navy, brown, khaki or black, and soon pink. Crazy K Farm is expanding its already colorful hen saver collection to include the color pink. A portion of their sales will be donated to organizations that fund breast cancer research and awareness. Order your hen saver aprons today at hensaver.com. That's hensaver.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFRadio.com. That's GQFRadio.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer, here to tell you that if you have backyard poultry, nothing is more important than making sure your feathered friends are safe from infectious poultry diseases. Learn the simple steps to keep your birds healthy by visiting this website, healthybirds.aphis.usda.gov. That's healthybirds.aphis.usda.gov. A message from the USDA. All right, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. Today we're talking with Tracy Kennebec with uh, Purple Lotus Essential Oils, and uh, we're talking, well, we've talked a little bit about all kinds of stuff from, you know, the the, uh, <laughs> the trials and tribulations of ordering your first oil, which, which my <laughs> wife and I uh, did about six weeks ago, to um, uh, the, the FDA sending out, not me, me mentioning a, a Facebook kind of group that was uh, just, you know, deleted because of this, uh, quote unquote threat from from them, or saying, hey, you need to do the right thing. They felt, uh, I guess, threatened by that. So okay, we'll just shut it down. To uh, now, our topic for really today, for the next few minutes, uh, kind of a list of essential oils that we probably readily want to keep uh, uh, at hand uh, at your home, and uh, and why. So I'll turn it over to you, Tracy. Yeah, well, a couple things. First of all, Andy, afterwards, I'm gonna have to send you my phone number so that you have it. You can text me all your questions, and then that way I'll be your like. 24/7 on-call oil doula. So first awesome. we're going to have to do that. I'll, I'll, I'll put your name in my little black book. There, there you go. <laughs> and then you're going to have to send me your address again, and I'm going to send you some stuff down there so that you guys can use it. You can, you know, really enjoy the quality of DoTerra, um, and and we can talk even privately about some things that would be most useful to you. But I mean, I think I have a handle with kids. I know what we use oh, in yeah. our house, so I'll just send you some of my favorites and and ready to go, and you guys can do that. I don't think on a on a trip. I don't. I don't think in a single workshop that I did. Uh, we did 14 of them on my last tour, and uh, when we started talking about you know blogbusters and blogger beware and 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 look at who writes it, you know that you know show me the proof mm-hmm. type of thing, and and then and then you know all natural versus organic and, and GMO and things. You know I, I made in probably every one of those. I said look, 
I am by no stretch of the imagination anti-organic, all-natural, homeopathic. You look, go look in our little uh, first aid bag that we carry from coast right. to coast. You know, it's loaded, especially with the kids' medicine. Um, you know, homeopathic stuff that that we've bought from you know, even just places like CVS and Walgreens and Rite sure. Aid and things. Um, and but it's you know, I, I go there, cold and sinus, whatever, uh, pain relief, cough the homeopathic stuff, and I said, I've got essential oils, which I wasn't lying because we, we just bought our first ones. I've got organic food, so by no means am I saying that's, you know, I'm, I'm, again, practicing what, what we preach, both on the podcast, mm-hmm. and the, the tour and things, so that would be great, and, and right before you leave, I save time for this, uh, we want to make sure that folks, your information gets in the hands where they can go to uh, and a catalog or, you know, if there's a beginner's kit. I know we've talked about that before, but now that we've we've jumped off the fence, even though it was a soft landing, uh, we've jumped off the (laughs) fence and and, and, and buy our first one little bottle, but it's something that that Jen's pretty much uh, sold on and I think has, again, has good properties. And and, uh, so we're we're looking, so we're in that boat as well as some of our listeners. So we'll get to that. But tell us, kind of run down that list of things we may want to have on hand in our household. Right. So uh, basic one, if I had to kind of start, and obviously if someone has a specific issue that they need treated, like we've talked about, if, if you have ringworm, oh, I'm sorry, there's a fire engine going by. Uh, if you have ringworm and you want to treat that, you're going to start with oils for whatever specific issue that you that you're you're working with. But as a basic, like if if I could only have one oil in my house or two oils or three oils, what would they be? This is kind of what comes to my mind. So the first is lavender. Lavender, which you know you've mentioned, lavender is the Swiss Army knife of oils. If you don't know what to use, even though I have dozens of oils. If I didn't know what to use, I would just grab lavender. It has so many great effects. It is incredibly, we talked about it, it is incredibly calming. So it is good for, um, you know, anything that you need calming, including promoting restful sleep, right? So some people, it goes both, kind of two different ways. Some people have some difficulty falling asleep at night. Lavender can help that. Uh, Some people have difficulty staying asleep. once they, They can fall asleep easily, but they wake up a couple hours later. So diffusing, which we've talked about before, diffusing is the process of introducing the oils in the air. Diffusing oils, uh, especially lavender, in a room where you're sleeping can also help keep you in that restful sleep all night long. So lavender is great for that. It's also nature's most powerful antihistamine, which means anti-itchy allergy stuff. So lavender is great for people who have seasonal allergies. Um, to use even daily during those times. It's good for people who have kind of situational allergies. So I have a, you know, I'll be allergic to something. I don't even totally know what it is, but every once in a while there'll just be a day that if I go outside and something kind of gets in your nose the wrong way, I get all kind of itchy eyes and teary and sneezy, and I can just put on a little lavender, and it's it's all taken care of. Uh, If you go to someone's house that has cats and you're allergic, that you'd want to bring your lavender with you. Bug bites, this is a huge one. I am horribly allergic to mosquitoes. And, of course, here in the Mississippi River Valley, uh, there's tons of mosquitoes because there's water everywhere. I get bit by a mosquito. It swells up to the size of a walnut, and it, it's just so bad that I'll, I'll bruise myself by scratching at it. A little bit of lavender on my finger, I put it on the bite. It is better than anything else I've ever done. And trust me, I've done everything, including you know, ammonia and all the other old wives' tales. And also even I had a prescription anti-itch cream. This is so much better than that. So 
lavender is just your go-to. It's extremely gentle. Uh, it's good for any other skin stuff, too. So we, we talk a lot about diaper rash or, you know, heat rash or anything like that. Any kind of skin issue, lavender is great. So lavender would be kind of, the, if I could only keep one oil, I think it would be lavender. Plus it smells really pretty. I mean, for the most part, I know not all guys want to totally smell like lavender, but for the most part, it's a pretty non-objectionable smell. When it's real lavender, I did actually hate the smell of lavender before I got oils. Um, I think I associated the smell of lavender with a very synthetic smell of, you know, Johnson & Johnson's baby wash. That's not real lavender, you know. It's kind of like grape-flavored bubble gum does not actually really taste like real grapes, right? We all know that. That's, there's a whole difference between fruit-flavored candy and what actual fruit tastes like. So it's the same thing with scents. You know, just because you don't like the scent of a lavender lotion or candle that you have does not mean that you will not like the scent of pure lavender. Uh, so that's a basic one. Next one up would be peppermint. Um, beside the fact that most people really like the smell of peppermint as well, peppermint's another one of those, man, it just does so much. It is great for anything digestive. So if you have, you know, if it's pure peppermint, it can be used internally. So if you've got a little bit of digestive upset, you can put a couple drops in a glass of water and drink that down. Um, it has wonderful anti, we talked about antibacterial type qualities as well. Um, so you can use it for things like that. I keep a little spray bottle of lavender or of peppermint in my purse, peppermint mixed with some water, which of course they don't mix, so you have to shake it up every time you use it. But I keep that in my purse, and I use it not only as breath freshener, right, just spray a bit in your mouth. And I think, gosh, the lavender, doTERRA lavender is like, or doTERRA peppermint is it's under 10 cents a drop. So I've got this little bottle I keep in my purse. I probably put two or three drops of peppermint in it and fill it up with water, and it lasts me for months. So, I mean, it's cheaper than gum or mints or banaca or anything else that you would use. So I use that to freshen my breath. Um, it's also good for cooling. It's like liquid air conditioning. So when I'm hot, um, I take that bottle of peppermint water and I spray it on the back of my neck or, gosh, even under your arms. That feels so good in the summer. So you can really, you know, cool down with peppermint. It also, speaking of using as a breath freshener, it's also been shown in studies to uh, be effective against dental plaque. So I like to think, you know, when you can't brush your teeth, not only does it smell like you brushed your teeth, but you are actually helping out with dental black and things like that. Um, to the digestive thing, it's super anti-nausea. So it's great for anybody who has not only a digestive, like a tummy bug type thing, but even just nausea. So if you have someone in your family that gets car sick, uh, smelling peppermint is a great way to kind of keep that at bay. I know I used it a lot. We've talked before about uh, how I, you know, I'm a birth doula. I go to birth. Peppermint was one that I used a lot with laboring moms because, of course, in labor a lot of times you get a little nauseous. So it is great for that. And then the other thing is it's very uplifting for your mood and your energy. So if you're getting the about this time of day, at least apparently in the central time zone, a lot of people get that 2 o'clock swamp where you're working and it's like, man, I just I need to go get a soda or a cup of coffee or something, or, or maybe you're driving home late at night and you're having trouble staying awake, I just get out my peppermint. I, you know, you can put a drop in your hands and rub them together and cup them over your mouth and really inhale it in, and it's just boom. It wakes you up without 
having to use any kind of chemical stimulants, um, or even, truthfully, the calories of drinking a soda or a glass of tea or something like that. So that's another great one. I know we talked about this real quick. Mm-hmm. Are, are, the, are, the, uh, are the effects of peppermint and spearmint, are they totally different? Or are they, do they have some crossover as far as like what you're describing with peppermint? Because oh, yeah, I'm more, we talked about this. I'm more of a spearmint than a pepper. I like peppermint. I eat peppermint candy, driving down the road, keep me sure. thing. But um, but uh, or if I need a fresh uh, breath burst or something, but I really prefer the green spearmint versus the red peppermint. So anyway, I, did, I was just wanted to ask for personal. Is that do sure. they have some crossover with benefits? They do. They do. They do. And something like wintergreen though is kind of a little bit more just again because of the the biological constituents and the and the constituents in it, it is a little bit more, it's not as forgiving maybe as something like peppermint. Peppermint's just a little bit, not that it's less effective when I say, but things like um, wintergreen and that have some other compounds in it that you really have to kind of be careful. So those aren't meant to be, you know, taken in large quantities internally kind of thing, whereas the peppermint's a little bit, I don't mean to say safer, but do you know what I mean? It's just I don't worry as much with peppermint as I would. I'm a little bit more careful with my wintergreen than I am, which is a spearmint kind of mm-hmm. smell. Yeah, wintergreen, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, so, yeah, peppermint is great for that. It also has some analgesic properties, right, which is pain relief. So that's a good one to put um, on aches and pains. Again, there are other ones that are, that are perhaps better, but as a basic in your house, that's a great one. So we just talked earlier about the lavender peppermint combo for headaches. Awesome. I mean, muscle aches, that's a great basic um, pain protocol, so to speak. Adding in a citrus oil. Now, generally we say lemon because lemon is, first of all, all citrus oils are pretty inexpensive because of the way that they are made. They're made from the rind of the citrus. So they're actually quite easy to, you know, squirt out. And I think I've said this before. And I'm I'm so surprised by the number of people don't know this. I said, have you ever taken, um, you know, a peel off an orange and, like, squirted it at a candle? And it does that little flaming up thing? That's the essential oils. But I'm so surprised. Apparently I'm a pyromaniac that I know how to do this because most people look at me like, what? I'm like, yeah, if you take an orange peel, you kind of squeeze it next to a candle. It just goes, whoof. So that's a fun home experiment for anybody. Uh, but that's the essential oil, so it's in the rind of the citrus. So they're really inexpensive. They're great to have. And lemon is kind of – all citrus oils have these qualities, but lemon in and of itself is kind of a, a very gentle – and, again, most people – I don't really know anybody that finds the scent of lemon objectionable. So when I say this for lemon, I mean know that it extends to things like orange and lime as well. But lemon is just kind of that basic flavor and uh, scent that we all really kind of like. So citrus oils are, I mean, lemon is referred to as liquid sunshine. It is uplifting. It is really like having the sunshine in a bottle. So lemon oil and any citrus oil is great for mood. So now we're getting ready to go into winter, right? There's those long, dark days that you just feel (laughs) like, right, you're all cooped up. Lemon is a great thing to, again, either diffuse in your house or just kind of smell, and it has an immediate mood uplifting effect. Uh, so it can really brighten your day. And, again, combining something, boy, orange and peppermint together are great. But combining a citrus with the peppermint, I like to put a drop of each in my hands, again, and rub them together and cup them over my mouth. It is, whew, I mean, you just feel like great. So that's a great one 
to kind of, you know, get you going, keep you going. Lemon itself has a lot of other great qualities. Um, so this is one that is great for cleaning. And we have to think, and I know I've said this on here before, do you ever wonder why all your cleaning products, most of them are lemon-scented, right? It's lemon-scented or pine-scented. And that's because yeah. both of those plants have antibacterial, antimicrobial, right, antifungal qualities that uh, that our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers, when they would make their own cleaners with vinegar and water, would probably put in peels from whatever citrus they had and use that to clean with. Well, nowadays our, our modern cleaners probably have absolutely no <laughs> pine or lemon right. in them, but we still associate that smell with clean. So using something like a citrus like lemon is great for adding to any homemade cleaner that you're making, right? And a, and a vinegar water with uh, you can add a little bit of Castile soap if you really want to be an overachiever. But, you know, a few drops of lemon in there, bam. Then you know you're really going to not – the vinegar is doing a lot, but that, that lemon is going to really take it to the next level. Plus, everything just smells fantastic when you clean with it. So it's really good for cleaning. Um, it's great to put, again, if you're sure that your essential oil can be used internally. internally they're not – all able to do that, but doTERRA is a brand that you can. You can put a couple drops of lemon in a drink, whether it be your tea, but especially in your water, and it has a great kind of, you know, they call it a daily detox effect. And what that means is, you know, the word detox is kind of got some negative connotations to it. I don't mean it's going to clean you out. I don't mean it's going to release all these heavy metals deep in your tissue. That's not the kind of detox I'm talking about. I'm just talking daily, the kind of things that you do, you know, we all go riding cars, right, so we smell exhaust from that. All these other things you do daily, no matter how clean you try to live, we're still exposed to chemicals and things. It has a wonderful clarifying effect to just use it daily, a few drops of lemon in your water every day. Can kind of, I consider it like a chalkboard or a, a whiteboard, right? It just kind of wipes off the daily mm-hmm insults of toxins that we've been exposed to. So that's a great one to kind of just help that. And plus, it, it's really good for your health. Um, it has an alkalining, alkalizing effect. I can never say that word. So if you've ever heard of the idea that, you know, your body has a pH to it, and from those who remember from our high school science, which is getting farther and farther away from me, I do remember that, right, something's either an acid or a base. Okay, so it's either acidic or it's alkaline. And when your body, your body's meant to be slightly alkaline. But unfortunately, things that we do in our Western society, like drink sodas, eat a lot of processed foods, a lot of starchy carbohydrates, those kind of things, put our body, and and of course, a lot of the medications that we take, put our body in an acidic state. When our body is more acidic, that's when the theory goes, that's when not only our immune system cannot effectively work against things like the cold and flu, but that's also when things like cancer and that can grow. Cancer favors that kind of environment. So using a squirt of lemon from inside the lemon actually helps acidify your body. Using the essential oil from the rind of the lemon actually helps make it more alkaline. So that's going to put your body and kind of, you know, again, kind of maybe counteract the, the soda that you drank earlier, but it's going to put your body in a more alkaline state so that your body can better, again, fight off 
infection and again be hopefully inhospitable to cancer because that's that's the best cure for cancer is to not get it in the first place right so that's going to put you in a really good place for that um, a fourth one if I could add a fourth one it would be the melaleuca melaleuca is what a lot of us call I always say it, its street name is tea tree oil but the official plant name is melaleuca melaleuca is great for a lot of things but the number one thing that I think about with melaleuca is antifungal so I know I mentioned that before, you know, yeast and including not only yeast infections, which I know is not a really sexy thing to talk about, but it happens to us ladies a lot. But a lot of us get um, kind of in in our folds and our crevices, whether they be on our belly or in our groin or, you know, for women even under our breasts. When we get hot and sweaty, sometimes we get that kind of red flaky rash. That's really often yeast. So using a little diluted melaleuca in those areas can help not only treat, but, you know, hopefully the, the goal is to prevent getting that, especially in the summer. Um, I just had a friend ask me, cause in the corner of her mouth, do you ever get that where you get those cracks in the corner of your mouth that won't go away? A lot of times that's yeast-related. So she asked, she's like, man, I've been putting lavender on it every day. I've had it for two weeks. I look like a little kid that's been drinking Kool-Aid. And I said, why don't you try melaleuca? A lot of times that's, that's yeast-based. And sure enough, she did the melaleuca, and that's what it was. So melaleuca is also great for anything with skin. So now you've got melaleuca, you've got lavender together. That Boom, those together are going to do any kind of skin rash, skin allergy, eczema, um, psoriasis. That's what I would use those two for. So you've got that double hit. And then kind of going back to the other three, the lemon, lavender, and peppermint together is great for allergies or anything kind of an allergic reaction. So I know we mentioned how well the lavender worked on its own for allergies, but when you add in the peppermint, um, has an effect for, again, improving lung function kind of things. And then the lemon and citrus would have some anti-mucus properties, things like that. So those three together are an awesome anti-allergy protocol. So those four oils, truthfully, are like, if I could just have four, those would probably be the four I would start out with because there's just so much you can do with all of those. Um, you know, back to the melaleuca, not just yeast, but athlete's foot, nail fungus, I mean, all those things. You've got a really good those four, I think, are a really solid basis for building any kind of home, you know, quote-unquote medicine cabinet of oils. Cool. Oh, very good, because you know, often, you know, where, where do I start? And, you know, limited budget, which are the ones that I probably use the most to get the most bang for my buck and, you know, yeah. that type of thing. If I'm going to buy some, I'm going to buy some, obviously, that I'm going to use versus, oh, I might need this once a year. So um, that works really well. So, um that's good information, and to tell folks that uh, Tracy is going to be joining us uh, on a regular basis through hopefully 2015 as well. On the uh, second Wednesday of every month, I have moved um, the Quail Lady to the fourth Wednesday, so the second fourth Wednesday, and that's going to open up. I've got a show coming in 2015 on poultry nutrition with a certified, uh, well, a PhD in poultry nutrition that will be on the first or third Wednesday. So kind of getting everything organized for 15 and having a big launch for for that year. And so um, the second Wednesday, you want to mark that on your calendar. So um, to, to wrap it up, 
if you'll tell us, myself included, and our listeners today, and all the archive listeners that listen to the show that are interested in, you know what, I think um, I'm going to jump off the fence now and then make sure. my first order. What uh, Since we kind of know maybe what to start off with, is there a starter package, or can I just buy sure. one, or and, and how to do that? So basically a site to go where I can place an order for these uh, doTERRA uh, oils. Absolutely. So let me tell you, everybody, I would love for them to come to my Facebook page, right? So you just go to Facebook, you Google purple lotus oils, or you, you type it in the search box, I should say. So purple like the color, lotus like the flower, oils like the oils, and you can find me. And I'm more than happy to answer questions. You don't have to be using doTERRA. I mean, if you really, if you're like, I have these oils at home, which one of these would be good for XYZ? I'm more than happy to answer those questions. My goal is for people to be using oils and to be taking charge of their own health and wellness. That's the number one goal. So I want anyone to feel free to come there. Also to suggest things you want to hear more about, like, um, you know, here on the show, I would love to know what kind of topics are, are of interest to you, and then we can tailor my appearances to reflect that. So that's the, the second thing. Uh, also, I did send you a message, Andy. Next, um, in November, I'm not going to be able to do the second Wednesday because we're actually having a really big event here in St. Louis, and I want to invite anybody who's in kind of the bi-state area to drive in for that. Uh, Wednesday, November 12th, we're having yeah. a, um, talking about doTERRA and, and why doTERRA, why now, right, kind of thing. So everyone is welcome. That is completely free. We're going to be giving away tons of stuff. So I would love for people, they can find out about that through my page as well. So I would love for them to come down to that. And we'll have to uh, reschedule my appearance that day um, for another okay. day in November so we can work that out. So keep that yeah, in mind. You. And then yeah, that good. through that Facebook page, let's talk. And, yes, there are wonderful starter kits. And, again, my goal is for people to get oils in their hands and use them. So I would love to talk to people. You can find my, my site that you purchased through through the Facebook page, but don't go there first. Talk to me first because I want to help you get the most oils, you know, for your money, figure out what plan is going to be best for you. And then, as always, I get free stuff for everybody who, who you know, gets a, big, gets a kit to get going I'll give you more than the money, trust me, more than the money I make off that kit back and free stuff because I just I want people to get going with this and join our team because it's, it's really awesome. We have team members now in 43 states, so we're ready ready to take over the U.S. with this. So, yeah, Purple Lotus Oils on Facebook. Just to make clear, too, if they, they go through that route, they definitely do not have to. I don't want them to think that, oh, now I have to – have home parties and sell this. And oh, it's, gosh, it's no. just by, by, <laughs> by doing that, you just it, it makes you um, it makes you uh, have access to the better price and the better deals. Uh, oh yeah, and they don't have to absolutely, and that's just it. If someone just wants a bottle or two, let's yeah, let's work that out. Again, get you that. But if you're ready to jump off and really make this part of your everyday life, then then let's get you yeah the cheaper price on things. And that's why that's why I want them to talk to me before they buy anything. Because I'm, cool. I'm wanting people to get the best value. So let's do that. Well, be it's very good. And so your Facebook page, I am there now, Purple Lotus Oils, Health and uh, Beauty. And I went to your About and clicked on the, the products uh, uh, page that you've got there. But, yeah, sent her some messages there on her Facebook page. We'll put a link to that as well on our Facebook page later today. And, and um 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll get you my address so you can send me some things, and I'll try to get a time where my wife can call you uh, as well and chat and get on this uh, get on this um, road as well. So, Tracy, thank you very much for joining us today. As, as always, uh, we covered a lot of different information, which ended up being great. Uh, the topic which we were going to cover, plus the new FDA letters that went out to everybody about you know about your eyes, cross your T's, and then also mm-hmm. uh, our our personal experience of buying our first uh, essential oil. So, um, but thank you very much, and we'll see you. Let's see, October, November. We'll, we'll reschedule around that same time period. Maybe a do a Tuesday or uh, or, or something like that. So that that's. And this time well, I'll be on time. For on. <laughs> thank exactly. you. I'll be on time next time. I promise. <laughs> no problem. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Uh huh. Have a great Bye-bye. day. You too. Alrighty, that's awesome. We love it when Tracy's on and uh, great information. And it's such a hot topic right now all across America. So we hope we're reaching out and reaching a lot of folks and answering your important questions about this and uh, doing it in a common sense sort of way. That's what it's all about here and getting, you know, educating us uh, about essential oils, which again is a hot topic right now all over the world, really. So uh, thank you very much for tuning in. That's going to wrap up another episode of Chicken uh, Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. Hey, want to let you know there will be a show tomorrow. We've got um, Richard Frudenberger, publisher of Back Home Magazine, is going to be here. And tomorrow's show is going to be titled Wood Heat Best Practices, Wood Pellet Stoves, Economics, Workload, Time Commitment, Good old American renewable energy. That'll be tomorrow, 2 p.m. right here, 2 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> Eastern time, right here on uh, Blog Talk Radio with Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Rush. It'll be a great show uh, tomorrow. I hope you can tune in. Uh, until then, we hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful evening with your family and friends. We'll see you tomorrow right here. God bless everybody. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> ah,